listening to SBS On The Money with Ricardo Gonsalves. Hi everyone, it's your daily 10-minute business and finance news wrap from the SBS newsroom for this Wednesday, the 9th of February 2022. Later, we are going to take a closer look at the small cap space on the share market and we'll speak with Bill Evans from Westpac on consumer sentiment and what he thinks will happen with interest rates. But first, let's start with the Commonwealth Bank, which posted a 23% lift in half-year cash profit to $4.7 billion. Its dividend will be increased to $1.75 per share and it plans to return $2 billion to shareholders and it comes as the economy prepares to deal with the potential of higher interest rates later this year. What does that all mean? Earlier I spoke with its CEO Matt Common. Matt you've seen volume growth of nearly $112 billion in six months. You're quoted as saying it's the strongest aggregate growth you've ever delivered but how much of that is a function of the economy? And how much of that is a function of the bank? Well, clearly the economy has performed very well and it's remarkable given what Australia has been through over the last couple of years. So, of course, we operate uh, against that backdrop and that context and where the Australian economy is performing well, that's clearly a good environment for the Commonwealth Bank. We've been able to grow both our deposits to, to consumers and businesses as well as very strong home lending volumes. We've seen the strength of the home lending market. And also really importantly, we've increased our uh, lending to businesses. Been a very tough couple of years, depending on what type of business you're in, but we're very optimistic about the outlook for the Australian economy. And you know, very pleased to see so many of our customers come through so strongly after such a difficult time. A lot of positives there, but what about net interest margins? They are being squeezed. So as we start a higher interest rate environment, how do you see that panning out? Yeah, you're quite right. There's been uh, a lot of pressure on net interest margins uh, in a low rate environment uh, over the last few years. And that's probably become more pronounced even in the last six months through a variety of different factors. Uh, As I said, there's been strong volume growth. Uh, The margin we've tried to navigate as best we can uh, through that context. But uh, in a low interest rate environment, we're also realistic. We knew it was going to weigh on margins. It has. Uh, As we look into the medium term, as you indicated, increases in the cash rate are good for net interest margins. But most importantly, we're there to support uh, Australian consumers and businesses. And we believe the economy is going to perform well over the next couple of years. So it should be a good set of conditions overall. So where do you see the growth coming from? Well, across a number of different sectors, I mean, it's been a very strong period for the housing market. We do think growth will moderate uh, over calendar 2022 and into 2023. I don't think that's a that's a bad thing, given how strong that has been. Uh, pleasingly, we saw a pickup in our business lending of 13%. That's a very strong uh, growth. Uh, business lending, and I think business conditions, even pre-pandemic, uh, were probably a bit sluggish. Uh, and we've been pleased to be able to support so many businesses, more than 80,000 with deferrals uh, through the pandemic, but also as we look forward in agriculture, clearly in areas like energy, healthcare, we think there's a number of sectors that are going to perform very well over the next few years. And so we do see that as an opportunity to not only support our customers, but also uh, Australia's competitive positioning and overall uh, economic output. What about technology and disruption? You've made some significant investments in that area, uh, more recently in the buy now, pay later space. Uh, Where do you see that going? 
Yeah, we're investing about $1.8 billion a year in, in technology. And clearly, that's a, a pretty substantial uh, investment. As you said, it goes across a range of different uh, investments. Uh, some of those um, have been recognised by our customers in the popularity of our mobile banking app in particular. We're going to continue to innovate in our home buying experience or for customers who are purchasing a home through the Commonwealth Bank. We're very focused on a differentiated experience. We want to have the best and most modern way uh, for our customers to pay. We're expanding our investment offering on the back of what's been a very successful business in Comsec and Comsec Pocket. So we think there's lots of opportunities to continue to improve the experience that we're delivering for our customers. We also think you know, competitively, like many industries, there'll be a lot of intense competition and we're going to strive to make sure we're delivering the best possible experience for our customers. Customers. Okay, let's talk interest rates. I think your own bank predicts uh, the official cash rate from the Reserve Bank will lift for the first time in about a decade uh, later this year. So how do you see your customers placed to deal with a rising interest rate environment? Well, overall, we, th- we think they're very well placed. Uh, as you said, we believe the economic conditions are very positive for the rest of this calendar year and into 2023. There's a number of different factors that support that, but particularly a very low level of unemployment. Uh, our economics team thinks the cash rate will increase for the first time uh, in August, uh, and we'll see a cash rate of about 1.25% by you know, mid to late 2023. So for many borrowers, that's the first time they will have seen a rising interest rate environment. Overall, though, against the economic backdrop, very strong employment, job creation, uh, and a pretty modest set of increases in in the cash rate, we do think uh, customers are going to be able to manage their way through that. Of course, that's a real focus area for us to be having lots of conversations with customers to make sure that they're, they're planning for what will inevitably be a higher interest rate environment over the next couple of years. Do you see customers drawing down on that huge pool of savings that they've built during the pandemic? We do. We see a, a surplus savings pool of approximately $250 billion, which has been built up. You know, much higher savings ratio in Australia during the pandemic. We do think that that's going to provide a, a strong tailwind for economic uh, growth. You've seen substantial just growth in deposit balances. Customers got large offset balances against their their home loan. And so as some of that money gets spent, that obviously will help uh, businesses across the economy. So we, we see that overall as a, a, a very positive set of uh, economic conditions that should sustain uh, strong growth over the next couple of years. Matt Common there, the CEO of the Commonwealth Bank. Well, consumers aren't necessarily worried about interest rates just yet. They're more concerned about Omicron, and that pushed the Westpac Melbourne Institute Consumer Sentiment Index uh, down by 1.3% to a reading just above 100 in February. That still means that optimists outnumber pessimists, but only just. For more, Sarah Conti spoke earlier with Bill Evans, Westpac's Chief Economist. How would you describe the consumer sentiment at the moment? It fell by 1.3%, so it's now down to 100.8%. So it's pretty much evenly balanced between optimists and pessimists. And I have to say I was a bit surprised that it did fall, given that there was better news on the economy and thumpingly good news on the labour market. But consumers remain concerned about their finances. What does the data say about how consumers feel about Omicron? Look, they've, they've, the outlook for the economy lifted by 2.4% over the next 12 months and 1.5% over the next five years. 
So this is an indication that they're feeling more comfortable with the threat that Omicron has to the overall economy. But the, the side effects of Omicron, along with other factors, are associated with this rise in the cost of living that we're seeing and also this deteriorating outlook for interest rates. And that's what's weighing on their concerns with regard to their finances. And that has offset the positive feeling around the economy. How are they feeling about the property sector? Well, that's the interesting thing. Even though 66% of, um, of respondents are expecting interest rates to be rising in the next 12 months and 25% to be rising by more than 1%, and that's the highest proportion that we've seen since 2011, uh, confidence in the housing market has come roaring back. So if we look at the outlook for house prices, that index had fallen by 9.2% over the last four months, and it was looking as if people were getting quite nervous about interest rates and the impact that it have on the housing market. But the response today was an 8.7% surge in confidence, and we saw... Uh, 19% lift in Victoria, 4% in New South Wales, 7% in Queensland. So the resilience of the Australian housing market is quite remarkable and it's something that we'll have to watch closely as we move closer to when the Reserve Bank starts to raise rates, which we expect to be in August. Given all that, along with rising inflation, the tightness of the labour market and the potential for wages to slowly rise, what does this mean for the timing of the first interest rate rise? Well, on January 20th, we uh, revised our forecast to expect rates to be rising now in August this year. Uh, we, we expected that the Reserve Bank would have to substantially lift their forecast for inflation, substantially reduce their forecast for the unemployment rate and lift their wages forecast. All that happened last week in their report. And now I believe that those numbers that they're looking at are still a little little shy of where we think inflation will be and where we think wages growth will be. Uh, but I think as we go over the next few months, uh, their thinking will fall more, more into line with our own thinking, uh, indicating the need to move by August. How do you see these rate rises happening? Will it be swift or will it be gradual? Look, I think given the high level of household debt in this country um, and the, I would consider the sort the vulnerability of the housing market despite what we saw today I don't think the Reserve Bank will be surging in uh, and going aggressively I think they'll be moving with a with a clear path and we would expect that by the first quarter of 2024 rates will be up at 1.75 percent so that's four hikes next year a couple this year uh, but not going meeting after meeting that uh, would would raise some concerns about some an overshoot too early in the cycle, given our vulnerability around household debt. There will be many Australians who have never experienced an interest rate rise, given the last happened around a decade ago. To what extent do you think that will be a shock? Well, they're getting plenty of time to be conditioned to the prospect. Um, The media is full of the prospect for interest rates to rise this year. I think we'll find that the US Federal Reserve raises rates next month. And that, of course, will be a big shock to everybody. So it's not that it's going to happen as a shock overnight. People will be well and truly conditioned to that happening uh, and they'll have to make their arrangements accordingly. Now, what we've seen is we've seen a huge lift in the proportion of new mortgages that are going into fixed rates. And that's one way to deal with the issue of uh, rising interest rates. 
Bill Evans there from Westpac speaking with Sarah Conti. Now a quick look at the Australian share market, which finished higher today, up 1.1%. Thanks to a stronger banking sector, the 200 at 7,268. For more, I spoke earlier with Chris Scott from 1851 Capital, and we also focused on what's happening in the small cap space. Chris, the Australian share market is uh, doing quite well today. Why? We really took a strong lead from Wall Street overnight, and I think the market's recovering a lot of those losses that we saw on the back of January, given that the interest rate outlook is becoming a lot clearer to investors now. So uh, we're seeing the market recover, um, which is good good for the longer term. Uh, The Commonwealth Bank posted a 23% lift in interim cash profit. It's planning to return excess cash to shareholders. Uh, What do you make of this result, and how are the banks generally looking at the moment as we start to enter a higher interest rate environment? The CBA certainly was ahead of the market's expectations, announcing a $2 billion share buyback ahead of time. A lot of people expected that to occur in six to 12 months' time. The result was really a beat on the cost side. The expenses growth was lower. Um, But certainly the outlook for the banks looks better, we now view, um, given they've been sold off quite aggressively and underperformed, particularly resources stocks, over the last six months. So we think that the banks look reasonable at these type of levels. Okay, uh, as I mentioned, we're, we're entering a higher interest rate environment. I think the market's known this for quite some time, but we're going to see some um, some evidence of that later in the year when the RBA starts to lift rates, although we've seen bond yields start to rise. You really focus on smaller companies. Given that higher interest rate environment, higher inflation coming through, what is, how does that bode for, for small caps, given that's your focus? Yeah, it's interesting. I mean, I think that the, the inflation outlook is certainly... Uh, a tough one, and we know we are going to see high levels of inflation now for the next uh, six to 12 months in particular. In terms of how that impacts the small cap sector, we're still finding companies that are growing their earnings no matter what the economy is doing. Um, so companies that are less sensitive to macroeconomic factors such as interest rates uh, and inflation. So there certainly will it impact pockets like retail. The retail sector will struggle, in our opinion, on the back of higher interest rates, you know, lower propensity for the consumer to spend. Uh, so, so that's certainly one area that we think investors are going to be more selective in at the moment is that retail space. And without getting too specific, I guess, where do you see the opportunities? How do you identify these companies? And I guess, are there any um, specific sectors that might do well? We're seeing opportunities in the telecommunications space at the moment. So companies like Unity Group and Aussie Broadband, we think are really well-managed businesses that are are less sensitive uh, to, to interest rates moving higher. So they're two that we own in our portfolio 1851 Capital, and we think that they've certainly got the ability to grow well above market rates over the next one to three years as they continue to uh, expand in their various sectors. Chris Scott there. He is the Chief Investment Officer at 1851 Capital. This SBS On The Money podcast is provided for informational purposes only content on this podcast should not be understood as constituting advice or a recommendation. It is not personal advice and does not consider your personal circumstances or objectives. You should contact a licensed professional before making any financial decision.